center for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news, along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This is the top five at five. We have the latest on the Russia-Ukraine crisis as the president of France meets with world leaders in Russia, Germany, Poland, and Ukraine. The White House walking back criticism of the lifting of those COVID-19 mask mandates by Democratic governors in several states. Meanwhile, New York's governor may announce the lifting of the state's mask mandate for business today, but she's put the brakes on the lifting of mask mandates in schools. Manhattan's embattled DA admits to soaring crime even in his home base as the mother of a fallen victim of violence speaks out. Record numbers of people expected to shell out record wagers on Sunday's big game, Super Bowl 56, and we'll tell you just how much. On the latest on the Russia-Ukraine crisis, the Kremlin is denying reports that a deal was struck between Russia and France. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned of a nuclear war if Ukraine joins NATO following talks with French President Emmanuel Macron on Monday. I see how much effort the current France leadership and the president personally put to solve the crisis tied to providing equal security in Europe in a serious historic perspective and to solve the issue of Ukraine's internal crisis in the southeast of the country. Macron met with the presidents of Ukraine, Germany and Poland Tuesday. Moscow says the West has ignored Moscow's demands that Ukraine not join NATO and that the buildup of troops in Eastern Europe end, that as Russian troops remain outside of Ukraine's border. And about faced by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki as COVID-19 cases plummet, Democratic governors around the country are lifting their mask mandates. Saki yesterday walked back earlier criticism of the lifting of such mandates. Where we have great concern if it is if a kid or a parent chooses to wear a mask or a school district decides they should keep mask guidance in place. And there are leaders who are preventing them from doing that. Uh, that is the place in some other states. But our hope is that uh, states, leaders uh, will look at the science and data about what's going on. Uh, they'll make decisions about local school districts, local school districts have always made these decisions. That remains the case. Cases of COVID-19 in the United States are down 43 percent that just in the past week with 268,000 new cases reported compared to 470,000 the week before. Kathy Hochul of New York is among Democratic governors who may just announce today the lifting of mask mandates for businesses. The order mandated workers and customers without COVID vaccinations wear masks As for the mandatory order of mask wearing in schools, Hochul wants to wait until after the upcoming winter break, the week of February 21st, to make a final decision. Here's the governor last month. I am so looking forward to the day to say these are history. We don't have to do this any longer. All of us are. I don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary, but I will not do it a day before we can do it safely. Hochul is under pressure to lift both mandates. Neighboring Connecticut and New Jersey have already announced the lifting of their school mask mandates in the coming weeks. Controversial Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg admitted Tuesday that even his home borough of Harlem is in crisis as crime soars, pointing to an escalation of street violence. The embattled DA has been under fire for rolling back some misdemeanor and felony laws putting pretrial detainees right back out onto the streets. 
Madeline Bram is the mother of a slain Army veteran killed in Harlem back in 2018. She says Bragg needs to either do his job or get out. Here she is on Fox News. We're not interested in your social justice theories. We're interested in restoring law and order to New York City. That's all we care about. Victims on top of victims, bodies on top of bodies. The mothers, the families of these victims care nothing about social justice theories. Crimes up 30 percent in Harlem, where Bragg lives, and over 70 percent citywide since the start of this year. Well, the big game is on Sunday, of course, between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. A record 31.5 million Americans plan to place bets on this year's Super Bowl. The American Gambling Association estimates 7.6 billion, yes, with a B, will be bet for Sunday's big game, Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. The number of people betting is estimated to be up some 35% this year, and the amount of money being wagers is estimated to be up over 78% over last year. Both new records, 30 states, including New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut now, plus Washington, D.C., offer legal gambling. 77 WABC time check 507. Mike Garcia is over at the traffic desk. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Deb. Over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes northbound between uh, before and near exit A and exit 9. Roads are closed due to construction. In North Brunswick, also come uh, closed roads in Washington Place, east and westbound for construction as well. Because of a fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue between east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed. Finally, over to the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made due to a damaged power cables because of a broken water main. Expect cancellations and delays during the AM rush as well as inbound and outbound delays of up to 30 minutes. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, a high of 46. Light winds this morning, increasing clouds tonight, the low 34 overnight. Now another mostly sunny day tomorrow with a high near 50. Right now, 29 degrees, clear skies. I'll take that high of 50 tomorrow. I'm sure you will, too. Well, a victory for Republicans. The U.S. Supreme Court in a 5-4 to four vote put a hold on a lower court ruling that Alabama must draw new congressional districts before the 2022 midterm elections to increase black voting power. The ruling boosting Republican chances to hold on to six of the States, seven seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, the current map was drawn by the state's Republican legislature. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki weighing in. It is deeply disturbing uh, to us that the Supreme Court gave Alabama a free pass to use a map that in 2022 that three federal judges found to discriminate against black voters. This is exactly what the Voting Rights Act is in place to prevent and what in one of the reasons it's so important to pass a, a reauthorization into law. And there is a lawsuit pending over the redrawing of congressional boundaries here in New York State, which gives Democrats an advantage. U.S. Justices Brett Kavanaugh and Samuel Alito, all part of the high court's conservative majority, said a lower court's ruling for a new map in Alabama came too close to the 2022 election cycle. As for President Joe Biden nominating a justice to the high court to fill the shoes of retiring Justice Stephen Breyer, White House officials have reassured Congress that the president is considering a wealth of 
accomplished and inspiring black women. Biden vowed during the 2020 presidential campaign to name a black woman to the high court. That in exchange for the support of influential South Carolina Senator James Clyburn as Biden sought the state's electoral college votes. Here's the president. I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. The White House says Biden plans to name his nominee by the end of this month. Retiring Justice Stephen Breyer is 83 years old. He'd been pressured by progressives and liberals to step down from the high court. Sixteen cities all across the United States had record high homicide rates in 2021. New York, Chicago and Los Angeles saw notable homicide spikes. New data that's been obtained by Fox News under the Freedom of Information Act shows Black males are overwhelmingly the number one demographic killed in most cities. Blacks' progressive policies are blamed. Ed Seidel is a prosecutor in the office of Los Angeles DA George Gascon. Seidel blames Gascon's progressive policies for the crime spike in Los Angeles. People that are really being affected by these types of crimes um, are people of color. Uh, 50% since basically the, uh, the early 90s, 50% of victims of, of, of homicide have been primarily black men. Seidel also added that similar policies nationwide have affected people of color, primarily black men. Oh, heading up to Canada, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau under fire over his handling of the COVID-19 viral pandemic as that freedom convoy capital uh, continues to disrupt Canada's capital of Ottawa. Now, Trudeau compared the protesters to swastika waivers. The prime minister insisted on Monday the Freedom Convoy must go. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. And Canadian police have made arrests and seizures as well. GoFundMe has frozen donations seeking to try and figure out just who those monies should go to. Meanwhile, similar freedom convoys have popped up in other countries. Conservative lawmakers say Trudeau has fueled discontent amid the viral pandemic for failing to give Canadians a timeline for just when they may return to life as normal. Well, Chris Cuomo is fighting back following his firing and ouster of CNN head Jeff Zucker. Of course, Cuomo fired as well back in December from the network. Multiple sources told Page Six the brother of ex-governor Andrew Cuomo is demanding a $60 million settlement as well as his back salary. Chris Cuomo was fired for using staff and airtime to steer away from sexual harassment allegations against Then Governor Andrew Cuomo, of course, his brother, the former CNN anchor, claims Zucker was well aware and had his own dealings with Andrew Cuomo. Here's CNN's Brian Stelter. Cuomo was fired in December and he is not going out quietly. He was fired and there were reports that he wasn't going to get paid the millions of dollars that were going to be on the remainder of his contract. And the younger Cuomo fired, yes, in December for helping his brother fend off sexual harassment allegations. In addition to the $60 million settlement that Chris Cuomo is seeking, he is also demanding the $18 million left on his contract. 
Of course, his brother Andrew Cuomo resigned back in August following a report from State Attorney General Letitia James that he sexually harassed 11 women, allegations that Andrew Cuomo has all along denied. Well, speculation that NFL quarterback Tom Brady is not really done. The 44-year-old announced his retirement from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and from the NFL on February 1st, following 22 years in the NFL and seven Super Bowl wins. Brady, on his show, Let's Go, did not completely rule out a comeback. You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it. And I don't think anything, you know, you never say never. And, you know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. So. And during his story career, Brady also, of course, won five Super Bowl MVP awards and three league MVP awards. He leads the all-time list for passing yards and passing touchdowns. None other than former President Donald Trump is weighing in on the Joe Rogan controversy. Rogan's been under fire for his repeated use of the N-word during his Spotify podcast. Rogan apologized Saturday after a video of him went viral. For years, I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you f***ed up. And I clearly have f***ed up. And Trump said in a statement Monday night that Joe Rogan is an interesting and popular guy, but he's got to stop apologizing to the fake news and radical left maniacs and lunatics. Trump also said, how many ways can you say you're sorry, Joe? Just go ahead and go about and do what you do so well and don't let them make you look weak and frightened. 77 WABC time check 515. And time to head over to the sports desk with Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. Happy Wednesday. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. New York City basketball is plummeting so fast that fans aren't even given the time to grieve before another gut-wrenching night of losing basketball is dropped on their heads. The Knicks lost their fourth straight in Denver to the Nuggets last night, 132-115. to But it's the Brooklyn Nets who are really on life support as they lost their ninth straight game to the Boston Celtics at home. Without Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn just simply is not a competitive basketball team as the Celtics ran roughshod on a slew of second uh, on a slew of Nets second teamers by a score of 126 to 91. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart scored 20, 22 points a pop for Boston, but it's safe to assume they would have had much more to contribute if they weren't pulled early for Celtics reserves. The Nets will do their best at holding their skid at nine games come tomorrow night in Washington when they battle the Wizards at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now for some better news on the ice last night as the Devils were able to snap their seven-game losing streak with a 7-1 shellacking of the Canadians in Montreal. Michael McLeod netted a pair for the uh, for New Jersey, and John Gillies turned away 29-30 shots and route to the big win. The, Dev- the Devils will try and stay hot in St. Louis tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Islanders are itching to get their second half of the season underway in Vancouver. They'll face off with the Canucks at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. As for the Rangers, they'll be twiddling their thumbs until next Tuesday when they begin their second half push against the Boston Bruins at the Garden. And at last, Team USA has its first gold medal of the 2022 Olympic Games as snowboarder Lindsay Jacobellis claimed the elusive medal Wednesday in the Women's Snowboard Cross event. So congratulations to Lindsay. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. So, Justin, over $7 billion being bet on Sunday's Super Bowl. Probably not surprising, though, with all of the uh, 30 states 
you know, approving uh, sports gambling and all the apps that make it so easy to bet. Yeah, not surprising at all. And, uh, you know, I mean, you got FanDuel out there and Caesars and, and, and a slew of others. So um, I will definitely be contributing to that $7 million. Not uh, Not a uh, significant amount there, Deb, but um, I will uh, I will be in the pot. All right, not me. A couple bucks on the lottery, maybe, but that's that's about it. All right, Mike, <laughs> what have you got for traffic? Probably going to bet myself a little bit. <laughs> All right, not too much, though. Not too much. Over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes northbound before Nearsit exit 8 and to exit 9. Roads are closed due to construction in North Brunswick. Also, some closed, uh, closed roads in Washington Place east and westbound for construction as well. Because of a fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed. Finally, over to Verrazano Bridge, the lower level westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction, but the eastbound is slightly opening up with a new road layout. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made due to damaged broken power cables because of a broken water main. Expect cancellations and delays during the AM rush, as well as inbound and outbound delays of up to 30 minutes. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today or highs 46, the overnight low 34. More sun tomorrow and a high near 50. Right now, 29 degrees, clear skies in the city. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Corporate earnings helped to boost stocks as investors prepared for a key reading on inflation later this week. Shares of Harley-Davidson, Peloton, and American Express were the day's big gainers. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones rose 372 points. The S&P 500 added 38 points. And the Nasdaq gained 179 points. The U.S. trade deficit grew in 2021 to the largest on record, reflecting a surge in the value of consumer goods imports as the pandemic discouraged spending on services and drove more outlays for merchandise. Commerce Department data showed Tuesday that the annual shortfall in goods and services increased for a second straight year, widening almost 27 percent to almost 860 billion. The data bears the effects of the second year of the pandemic in the world's largest economy. Elevated savings spurred by government stimulus and a stronger dollar saw homebound Americans purchase more goods and invest in their homes. The result sparked a surge in inbound shipments that strained ports and logistics and depleted inventories. Apple is introducing a new feature that will allow businesses to accept credit card and digital payments with just a tap on their iPhones, bypassing hardware systems such as Block Inc.'s Square Terminals. Apple said on Tuesday that the feature to be launched later this year will use near-field communications, NFC technology, for making all kinds of payments, including between iPhones. And finally, Tesla faces a potential civil rights lawsuit from the state of California over allegations of racial discrimination in its factories, which a former contractor alleges are reminiscent of the Jim Crow era. In a regulatory filing on Monday, Tesla said the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing investigated allegations of race discrimination and harassment in its workplaces and gave notice that it has grounds to file a civil complaint against the electric car maker. It comes just a week after former Tesla contractor Kaylin Barker, who is black and a lesbian, filed a lawsuit alleging that the company ignored her complaints about shocking discrimination and abuse while she worked at an assembly plant in California. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
And looking at futures, stocks rising as bond yields ease off highs. Right now, the Dow and the green up 371 points, over 1%. The S&P 500 up 37. NASDAQ's climbing to up 178 points, 1.28%. The WABC Early News. All right. Despite uh, several states now lifting their school mask mandates, Governor Hochul has made it clear she's not ready to do so. Manhattan District Attorney Bragg also doesn't appear to be going anywhere. Breaking down these issues and more is WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani with political analyst Hank Shenkoff. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is political analyst Hank Shenkoff. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Governor Hochul, she seems to not be budging regarding lifting the school mask mandates. Meanwhile, New Jersey, Connecticut, Oregon, Delaware, as well as several other states are lifting restrictions. What's going on? What do you what do you think? She's being entirely careful and she does not want to fall into a battle with the Republicans either. She's holding her line and that's consistent with the kind of governor she's chosen to be. She doesn't move quickly. She does things deliberately and she doesn't want to be perceived as moving too quickly. But does she not realize that she'll be alienating those suburban moms? That may be the case, but she's counting more on the urban population to deliver a vote to her that'll keep her in the governor's mansion. D.A. Bragg, he walked back one of the provisions in his controversial memo. He now said that store armed robberies where somebody is not even seriously hurt before it would only be considered a felony if somebody was seriously hurt. Now he's saying, OK, if you display a gun, a knife, a hatchet or an axe, OK, it's an armed robbery in a store. And then he was recently asked by a reporter, well, there was this Dwayne Reed robber. He held it up at knife point and the guy w- it was reduced down to a misdemeanor and he had no response to it. At what point does Hochul realize that this guy is no good for New York City. The question here is not whether he's good for New York City or not. The question is what would happen if a white female governor decided to remove the first black elected DA in New York County from his job, or if she moved on him aggressively to curtail his powers, which she can also do. The politics of it wouldn't look good at all. Her argument has been give him a break. Well, if you're a police officer in New York City or you're a civilian and you're involved in being robbed, you want to see justice done. What Bragg's doing, apparently, according to legal experts, is determining what law he should enforce under what conditions. The other issue that surprises me is bail reform. We are currently still the only state in the nation that does not allow judges to use their discretion. Why not implement that? Why why not at least give the people that are against bail reform that little inch? Uh, look, the legislature's decided they're going to make this a, a, a cause for celebra for as long as they want. They're looking at numbers that, uh, in fact, tell them that bail reform per se is not an issue. Because they're saying only a certain small percentage of people that are released on bail go out and commit crimes of, of, of violence. Yeah, but, you know, if you're a New Yorker and you're worried about crimes of violence, the small percentage is still a small percentage committing these crimes. What we're finding is that people who have committed serious crimes, felonies, are released without judicial discretion and allowed. And by the way, guess what they do? They go back and do what they know how to do. Well, thank you so much, political analyst Hank Shenkoff, and welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. You too, sir. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. And Governor Hochul has stated that she wants vaccination rates among kids aged 5 to 11 to be higher. Now, right now, the COVID positivity rate, though, among students in New York City, less than 1%. It's the WABC Early News. Three gunmen all on the run this morning and so far no arrests following three deadly shootings Monday in New York City. 
Police say one of the victims was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. A woman fatally struck by gunfire in her head. She was not the intended target. The victim, identified as Gloria Ortiz, died after being struck in her head by gunfire in East 137th Street in the Bronx during a drive-by shooting. Two men also hurt ages 32 and uh, 23 left in stable condition at a hospital. And a high-ranking police source told the Post that the shooting appeared to be connected to a gang-related tow truck business. And an Uber delivery man on a scooter fatally shot as well Monday in the Kingsbridge section, Sedgwick Avenue, 39-year-old Christian Bueno. Police say he was in possession of drugs. And in Queens, 33-year-old Dequan Orr fatally shot outside of a neighborhood sports bar on Linden Boulevard in the St. Albans section. Well, Con Ed is being criticized widely for requesting rate hikes for its three and a half million customers. Democratic gubernatorial candidate in New York, Tom Suozzi of Long Island, has fired off a letter to Con Ed calling the requested hikes unreasonable as New Yorkers already are faced with the highest utility rates in the nation. The utility has asked state regulators to increase the price of electricity by 11.2 percent and the price of gas by 18.2%. If approved, these increases would go into effect next year for Con Ed customers. The utility says the price hikes are needed to help pay for infrastructure upgrades and investments in clean energy. The toy industry's largest trade show, which holds the annual toy fair at the city's Jacob Javits Center, is threatening to pack up and leave town. The New York Post reports that a spokesperson for the Toy Association confirmed the group is in discussion with the Javits Center about the move. The pandemic, of course, has forced cancellation of the show two years in a row now. One option is to move the annual trade show to the fall instead of its typical February date. Sources told the Post the other option is to leave the Big Apple altogether. The show attracts thousands of vendors, buyers, and the public, of course, uh, bringing in dollars for the economy here in the city. 77 WABC Time Check, 527. Mike Garcia is busy at the traffic desk. Mike? All righty. So over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes, uh, New Jersey northbound uh, before near exit 8 and exit 2, 9. Uh, nine roads are closed due to construction in North Brunswick. Also, some closed roads in Washington Place, east and westbound, for construction as well. Because of a fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed. Finally, over to the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level Staten Island bounds. All lanes are opening back up. Some stop and go traffic on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made to damage power cables because of a broken water main. Expect cancellations and delays during the AM rush, as well as inbound and outbound delays of up to 30 minutes. Also, the side parking are rules in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs near 46 overnight. The low dips to 34. More sun tomorrow, high near 50. We'll take that, right? Right now, we are holding steady at 29 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Oh, a plea deal has been announced for the former head of the nonprofit Bronx Parent Housing Network, Victor Rivera. He pleaded guilty Monday to pocketing hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes from contractors. The city's Department of Investigation says Rivera admitted to kickbacks from contractors as well as money laundering. 
The deal includes prison time. Rivera must also forfeit $1.2 million. He must also pay $902,000 to the nonprofit he ran. He was arrested following a New York Times investigation last year that showed he had run the group with near impunity. And the Times also found that 10 women, including homeless women and employees, accused him of sexual assault and harassment. 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 530. Deborah Valentine with your early news. I'll be back with more early news, sports, weather, and traffic right after the break. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. The latest on the Russia-Ukraine crisis as the president of France meets with world leaders in Russia, Germany, Poland and Ukraine. The White House is walking back criticism of the lifting of COVID-19 mask mandates by Democratic governors in several states. New York's governor may announce the lifting of the state's mask mandate for businesses today, but she's put the brakes on the lifting of mask mandates in schools. Manhattan's embattled DA admits to soaring crime even in his home base as the mother of a fallen victim of violence speaks out. Record numbers of people expected to shell out record wagers on Sunday's big game, Super Bowl 56. We'll tell you just how much. The latest on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. The Kremlin is denying reports that a deal was struck between Russia and France. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned, though, of a nuclear war if Ukraine joins NATO, following talks with French President Emmanuel Macron on Monday. I see how much effort the current France leadership and the president personally put to solve the crisis tied to providing equal security in Europe in a serious historic perspective and to solve the issue of Ukraine's internal crisis in the southeast of the country. And Macron also met with the presidents of Ukraine, Germany and Poland Tuesday. Moscow says the West has ignored Moscow's demands that Ukraine not join NATO and that the buildup of troops in Eastern Europe end, that as Russian troops remain outside of Ukraine's border. And about faced by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, as COVID cases plummet, Democratic governors around the country are lifting their mask mandates. Psaki Tuesday walking back earlier criticism of the lifting of those such mandates. Where we have great concern if it is if a kid or a parent chooses to wear a mask or a school district decides they should keep mask guidance in place. And there are leaders who are preventing them from doing that. Uh, that is the place in some other states. But our hope is that uh, states, leaders uh, will look at the science and data about what's going on. Uh, they'll make decisions about local school districts. Local school districts have always made these decisions. That remains the case. Cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. are down 43 percent in just the past week, with 268,000 new cases reported compared to 470,000 the week before. Kathy Hochul of New York is among Democratic governors who may just announce today the lifting of mask mandates for businesses. The order mandated workers and customers without COVID vaccinations wear masks. As for the mandatory order, though, of mask wearing in schools, the governor wants to wait until after the upcoming winter break, the week of February 21st, to make a decision. Here's the governor last month. I am so looking forward to the day to say these are history. We don't have to do this any longer. All of us are. I don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary. 
but I will not do it a day before we can do it safely. Hochul is under pressure to lift both mandates. Neighboring Connecticut and New Jersey have announced they are lifting their school mask mandates in the coming weeks. Controversial Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg admitted Tuesday that even his home borough of Harlem is in crisis as crime soars, pointing to an escalation and surge of street violence. The embattled DA has been under fire for rolling back some misdemeanor and felony laws, putting pretrial detainees right back out onto the streets. Madeline Bram is the mother of a slain Army veteran killed in Harlem back in 2018. She says Bragg needs to either do his job or get out. Here she is on Fox News. We're not interested in your social justice theories. We're interested in restoring law and order to New York City. That's all we care about. Victims on top of victims, bodies on top of bodies. The mothers, the families of these victims care nothing about social justice theories. Crimes up 30 percent in Harlem, where Bragg lives, and over 70 percent citywide since the start of this year. There are major calls for changes to bail reform laws up in Albany. Well, a big game is a Sunday between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams and a record 31 and a half million Americans plan to place bets on this year's Super Bowl. The American Gambling Association estimates 7.6 billion, yes, with a B, will be bet on Super Bowl 56 Sunday out in Los Angeles. So the number of people betting is estimated to be up 35 percent this year, and the amount of money being bet is estimated to be up 78 percent, 78 percent over last year. Both are new records. 30 states, uh, including New York and New Jersey and Connecticut now, plus Washington, D.C., offer legal gambling and, of course, those uh, legal gambling apps as well. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. Over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes northbound near exit 8 and exit 9. Roads are closed due to construction. In North Brunswick, also some closed roads in Washington Place east and westbound for construction as well. Because of a fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed as as well as a lot of closures out there outside the city. Ain't that amazing? Stop traffic on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made to damage power cables because of a broken water main. Expect cancellations and delays during the AM rush as well as inbound and outbound delays of up to 30 minutes. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Sunshine today. Today are high near 46. Overnight increase in clouds, a low around 34. It clears early tomorrow morning, turning mostly sunny, a high near 50. Right now, 29 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. President Joe Biden earlier this week confirmed there will be no Nord Stream 2 pipeline if Russia, in fact, invades Ukraine. Biden failed, though, to detail just how that would be accomplished. However, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz wouldn't mention Nord Stream 2 by name, only saying that the U.S. and Germany are united when it comes to Russian aggression. Scholz and Biden met earlier this week at the White House. Here's Scholz on CNN. We are absolutely active working together with the United States, especially, and with our allies in NATO and the European Union to find out the concrete measures, which we will, the concrete steps we will take Uh, if there would be a military aggression and invasion of Russia to the Ukraine. 
And in this case, we will act absolutely together. We will have all the same steps that we will take then, and we are preparing for this. At stake is the fact that 50% of Germany's natural gas travels through this Nord pipeline, which runs under the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. And that is perhaps why allies are criticizing Schultz for not sending lethal weapons to Ukraine, increasing German troops in Eastern Europe and failing to say just which sanctions that Germany would back. Republicans are introducing legislation on border security. The main sponsor of the Border Security Act of 2022 is U.S. Representative John Katko of New York. He's the lead Republican of the House Committee on Homeland Security. Now, it would require that the federal government secure America's international borders through the renewal of border wall construction contracts, investments in things like advanced technologies and bolstering support for federal law enforcement officers and specialists. Also backing the Border Security Act, Homeland Security Republicans, American Security Task Force members, House Border Caucus members, and Republican leadership. They say President Biden's misguided and destructive border security policies, illegal crossings along the southern border, have reached over 1.1 million so far this year. And that is up 362 percent from the same time frame last year. Republican Senator Bill Haggerty led a group of Republicans in introducing a bill yesterday that would block a provision of President Biden's American Rescue Plan. The provision requires third-party payment processors to report business transactions over $600. The provision called Stop the Nosy Obsession with Online Payments Act is all part of the American Rescue Plan, which passed last spring with no Republican votes. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki back in October. We're talking about high net worth individuals who are not paying the taxes they owe. And that's what this uh, policy would propose to address. So the change means that beginning with the 2022 tax season, platforms like Venmo, PayPal and Cash App had to report business transactions if they exceeded $600. Businesses were always required, of course, to self-report such incomes to the IRS, although many did not keep a record of their smaller transactions. A State Department spokesman Ned Price got into it in a, a yet another heated exchange with a senior reporter from the Associated Press on Monday, and this time it was over a Biden administration waiver of Iran sanctions dealing with civilian nuclear technology. The clash came days after Matthew Lee demanded Price show evidence to back up the U.S. government assertion that Russia was planning to produce a fake video of an attack as part of a false flag operation to serve as the trigger for an invasion of Ukraine. Saying that there's no benefit to Iran in any of that? Uh, I am saying that the the net benefit of this is a non-proliferation so benefit Iran, for Iran us. Get, Iran gets nothing out of it? When you say uh, sanctions... I'm not wait, talking about... Hold on a second. Matt, you don't you're, need to raise your voice. You guys are the ones who said you were restoring the waivers, right? And on Monday, the State Department spokesman was forced to defend an administration waiver that allowed foreign companies to take part in civilian nuclear and safety programs inside Iran without being subject to sanction. Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format. It's not the format, it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry you you are doubting the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. The waiver, part of a Biden administration effort to bring back the 2015 Iran nuclear deal scrapped during the Trump administration. Well, Quite says it is going to ban a new film adaptation of Agatha Christie's Who Done It Death on the Nile. It's all because 
It stars Israeli actress Gal Gadot. According to Kuwait's Al-Qabas newspaper, the decision to ban the film was taken following demands on social media. Officials in the country said that it would not allow a film starring a former soldier in the Zionist occupying army. When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. It's too all right, part of the uh, film, The Death on the Nile there, a former Miss Israel, Gadot did her mandatory two-year military service in Israel before starting her acting career. Kuwait is staunchly opposed to normalizing ties with Israel, unlike its Gulf na- neighbors, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, which have signaled peace deals with the Jewish state and has long been a supporter of the Palestinian cause. New reports say a mother of a Tennessee middle schooler accused her daughter's Bible teacher of teaching students how to torture a Jew, raising questions about teaching religion in public schools. Juniper Russo, who is Jewish, wrote in a Facebook post that she withdrew her eighth grade daughter from the class after the teacher wrote an English translation of the Hebrew name for God on the whiteboard, which is traditionally not spoken out loud by Jews. Russo and her family are Reformed Jewish and members of the Mitzvah Congregation in Chattanooga. She told WTVC that she had enrolled her daughter in the elective class because her elective options were limited due to a physical disability from a recent surgery. I think that it's discriminatory and unconstitutional, and it kind of violates the entire principles of separation of church and state. And in response, Russo told the Times Free Press that she's reported the incident to the Anti-Defamation League. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news. And 545 means it's time to head over to Justin Ellick with sports. Is that what it means, Deb? Oh yes, it does. God. 545, 15, 545. Oh, That's right. my goodness gracious. That's right. God almighty, I who am. Would, who would say that on our uh, station? <laughs> uh, Spectacular. There you go. There you go. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. New York City basketball is plummeting so fast. That uh, fans aren't even given the time to grieve before another gut-wrenching night of losing basketball is dropped on their heads. The Knicks lost their fourth straight in Denver to the Nuggets last night, 132-115. to But it's the Brooklyn Nets who are really on life support as they lost their ninth straight game to the Boston Celtics at home. Without Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn just simply isn't really a competitive basketball team. As the Celtics ran rough shot on a slew of, of, of Nets second teamers by a score of 126 to 91, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart scored 22 points, a pop for Boston, but it's safe to assume they would have had much more to contribute if they weren't pulled early for Celtics reserves. The Nets will do their best at holding their skid at nine games come tomorrow night in Washington when they battle the Wizards at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Now for some better news on the ice last night as the Devils were able to snap their seven-game losing streak with a 7-1 to shellacking of the Canadians in Montreal. Michael McLeod netted a pair for, the, for New Jersey, and John Gillies turned away 29-30 to shots. En route to the big win, the Devs will try and stay hot in St. Louis tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders are itching to get their second half of the season underway in Vancouver. They'll face off with the Canucks at 10.30 p.m. As for the Rangers, they'll be twiddling their thumbs until next Tuesday when they begin their second half push against the Boston Bruins at the Garden. And at last, Team USA has its first gold medal of the 2022 Olympic Games as snowboarder Lindsay Jacobellis claimed the elusive medal Wednesday in the Women's Snowboard Cross event. Congratulations to the 36-year-old Lindsay. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. That's right, I said it. 
<laughs> Mark Levin there. And, of course, you can hear Mark every night right here at 6 o'clock on 77 WABC. All right, time for traffic. Mike. All righty. Over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes northbound near exit 8 and exit 9. Roads are closed due to construction. In North Brunswick, also some closed roads in Washington Place east and westbound for construction as well. Because of a fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed. Some stopped traffic is going on on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 24 and exit 28A. And this just in, the Harlem River Drive southbound between between exit 19 and exit 18, there's some stop-and-go traffic, so not really any surprise there. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made to damage power cables because of a broken water main. So expect cancellations and delays during the AM rush, as well as inbound and outbound delays of up to 30 minutes. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today, highs 46, the overnight low 34. More sun tomorrow, the high near 50. 29 under clear skies right now. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Corporate earnings helped to boost stocks as investors prepared for a key reading on inflation later this week. Shares of Harley-Davidson, Peloton, and American Express were the day's big gainers. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones rose 372 points. The S&P 500 added 38 points. And the Nasdaq gained 179 points. The U.S. trade deficit grew in 2021 to the largest on record, reflecting a surge in the the value of consumer goods imports as the pandemic discouraged spending on services and drove more outlays for merchandise. Commerce Department data showed Tuesday that the annual shortfall in goods and services increased for a second straight year, widening almost 27 percent to almost $860 billion. The data bears the effects of the second year of the pandemic in the world's largest economy. Elevated savings spurred by government stimulus and a stronger dollar saw homebound Americans purchase more goods and invest in their homes. The result sparked a surge in inbound shipments that strained ports and logistics and depleted inventories. Apple is introducing a new feature that will allow businesses to accept credit card and digital payments with just a tap on their iPhones, bypassing hardware systems such as Block Inc.'s Square Terminals. Apple said on Tuesday that the feature to be launched later this year will use near-field communications, NFC technology, for making all kinds of payments, including between iPhones. And finally, Tesla faces a potential civil rights lawsuit from the state of California over allegations of racial discrimination in its factories, which a former contractor alleges are reminiscent of the Jim Crow era. In a regulatory filing on Monday, Tesla said the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing investigated allegations of race discrimination and harassment in its workplaces and gave notice that it has grounds to file a civil complaint against the electric car maker. It comes just a week after former Tesla contractor Kaylin Barker, who is black and a lesbian, filed a lawsuit alleging that the company ignored her complaints about shocking discrimination and abuse while she worked at an assembly plant in California. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Futures in the green this morning. The Dow up 371 points at 35,463. The S&P 500 up 37. The Nasdaq's climbed 178, up 1.28%. The WABC Early News. 
All right. Brooklyn's DA is calling for changes to bail reform laws, Alvin, uh, not uh, similar to what uh, the Manhattan DA is doing. Self-proclaimed progressive prosecutor out of Brooklyn, Eric Gonzalez, Tuesday called for tweaks to the state's disastrous bail reform laws responsible for putting pretrial detainees right back out onto the streets. You know, people ask all the time, you know, why are gun crimes up? And the answer is that there are a lot of uh, reasons for it. And so the solutions have to be uh, multi-pronged. And part of that solution is working more closely with our federal partners. And that's Brooklyn DA Eric Gonzalez there. The DA's comments come as shootings are up 32 percent in New York City compared to last year. New York's controversial bail reform laws took effect back in January of 2020, with judges barred from being able to set bail in nearly all misdemeanor and nonviolent felony cases, dumping a slew of potentially violent criminals right back out onto the streets. Well, crime is not slowing down. Three gunmen all on the run this morning. So far, no arrests following three deadly shootings Monday in New York City. Police say one of the victims was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. A woman fatally struck by gunfire in her head. She was not the intended target. Her name is Gloria Ortiz. She died after being struck in her head by gunfire in East 137th Street in the Bronx during a drive-by. Two men, ages 32 and 23, also left in stable condition due to that shooting. And a high-ranking police source told the Post that the shooting appeared to be connected to a gang-related tow truck business. Also, an Uber delivery man on a scooter was fatally shot in Kingsbridge on Sedgwick Avenue. 39-year-old Christian Bueno. Police say he was in possession of drugs. And over in Queens, 33-year-old Dequan Orr was fatally shot outside of a neighborhood sports bar on Linden Boulevard in the St. Albans section. All of those crimes remain under investigation. And random gun violence in Brooklyn, too. Police looking for the shooter. We posted a video to our 77 WABC website showing the gunman opening fire in broad daylight in Crown Heights, injuring one man. That surveillance footage shows a gunman suddenly pulling out a weapon about 9.15 in the morning of January 27th, right at the intersection of Montgomery Street and Rogers Avenue. An innocent victim, a 22-year-old man, was struck several times He was taken to Kings County Hospital, but expected to survive. He was taken there in stable condition, continues to recover. Police say the victim did not know the gunman involved here. So this is considered just a random act of violence. Our website, wabcradio.com. Take a look at that video. Police want to hear from you if you know who that suspected gunman is. And meanwhile, the NYPD thinks that the uptick of gun violence in the Big Apple may be connected to Young rappers whose nihilistic rap style focuses on the dangers of criminal activity. This style of hip-hop has accumulated a strong following throughout the U.S. and in Brooklyn, too. And that type of drill music is a subgenre of hip-hop. It's characterized by a dark, slow tempo, straightforward lyrics that focus on the dangers of criminal activity and an emotionless delivery. It all began in Chicago back in the 2010s, expanding around the globe. Con Ed's being criticized for its requested rate hikes for its 3.5 million customers. 
Democratic gubernatorial candidate Tom Suozzi of Long Island weighing in. He's fired off a letter to Con Ed calling the requested rate hikes unreasonable as New Yorkers already are faced with the highest utility rates in the nation. Con Ed has asked state regulators to increase the price of electricity by 11.2 percent and the price of gas by 18.2 percent. If approved, the increases would go into effect next year. Conrad says the price hikes are needed to help pay for infrastructure upgrades and investments in clean energy. The toy industry's largest trade show, which holds the annual toy fair at the city's Jacob Javits Center, is threatening to pack up and leave town. The New York Post reporting that a spokesperson for the Toy Association confirmed the group is in discussion with the Javits Center about the possible move. The pandemic has forced cancellation of the show two years in a row. One option being considered is to move the annual trade show to the fall instead of its typical February date. Sources also told the Post the other option is to leave the Big Apple altogether. The show typically attracts thousands of vendors, buyers, and the public. A plea deal has been announced for the former head of the nonprofit Bronx Parent Housing Network, Victor Rivera. He pleaded guilty Monday to pocketing hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes from contractors. The city's Department of Investigation says Rivera admitted to kickbacks from contractors as well as money laundering from his entities. The deal includes prison time for Rivera. Rivera must also forfeit $1.2 million and also pay $902,000 to that nonprofit that he ran. He was arrested weeks following a New York Times investigation last year that showed he had run the group with near impunity. The Times found that 10 women, including homeless women and employees, also accused him of sexual assault and harassment. 77 WABC Time Check, 557. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. Over to Cranberry, the New Jersey truck lanes northbound near exit 8 and exit 9. Roads are closed due to construction. In North Brunswick, also some closed roads in Washington Place east and westbound for construction as well. Because of the fire in Brooklyn that happened two days ago, Gates Avenue east and westbound between Marcy and Bedford Avenue is closed. Stop traffic is going on on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 24 and exit 28A, as well as the Harlem River Drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made to, to <clears throat> excuse me. For transit in the Metro North, repairs are being made to damage power cables because of a broken water main. Expect expect delays for inbound and outbound trains of up to 30 minutes. Also inside parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the Sevens for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 46. Light winds this morning. Increasing clouds overnight. The low down to 34. Clearing by morning, turning mostly sunny tomorrow with a high near 50. Right now, 29 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program. What a lineup today. 7.40, join Bernie and Sid. They'll have one of their guests, former Congressman Peter King. And at 8.05, Senator Norm Coleman with Bernie and Sid. Sid, he is, of course, a U.S. senator from Minnesota, also national chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition. And Wayne Allen Root at 9.25 a.m., that uh, conservative radio host, author, and activist. And, of course, at 30 after the hour, the 77 WABC clip of the day, 8.25. Don't miss Lydia Reports, 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And, of course, Peerless Boilers sponsoring the Beat Bernie Contest Monday through Friday at 9.40. You don't want to miss it.
77 WABC time check, 559. And uh, just one more story to tell you about quickly. Retired Pope Benedict XVII's request for forgiveness for any grievous faults related to his handling of clergy sex abuse cases not sitting well with sex abuse survivors. Pope Benedict never admitted to any personal or specific wrongdoing, and survivors say the former pontiff's response reflects the Catholic Church's permanent refusal to accept responsibility for the rape and sodomy of children by priests. And, uh, of course, he was Archbishop of Munich, Germany, for five years, for which he never apologized his handling for any abuse cases at that time. All right, Deb Valentine with your early news. Be early. Be back with us tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock. Stay with us. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6.